0: Welcome to the Living Out Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Steele, where queer thought leadership meets personal growth and social justice. Now, as a coach, I work with gay men to help them live out their unique and vital role in society to lead others in creating a more evolved and humane world. So over the last while, I've been talking about Living Out Leadership and the Leadership Mastermind now, I want to give you some background about what all of this means, because I'm seeing this in two different ways at the moment. One, something that's going to be a small, supportive group for maybe about four to six gay men that are going to come together over a period of time and work on you know, whatever it is they're choosing to accomplish on an individual level, but through the power of working together in a group, there'll be that aspect of uh, personal empowerment and accountability, but also looking at specific aspects of our gay identity as gay men and how we can utilize, maximize, enhance, bring out those qualities into leading in a way that's entirely new and unique. So some background, you know, I've been asking myself the question for some time, what is gay leadership and and does it even exist? And even before putting the word leadership and gay together, there has been this sense of this deeper question, not so much existential, but more um, purpose oriented, like, Hey, I have all this experience as a gay man. What is it for? What can I do with it? Because I feel different. I know that I see the world uniquely, not just as who I am, Darren Steele. So I write and I podcast on gay and overall LGBTQ topics and social justice. But does that make me a gay writer or a gay podcaster? No. No. You know, I identify as a gay man and I choose to write about such topics, but I make that distinction so that I can make this next point. As far as I know, there doesn't exist a so-called gay leadership program or something to that extent at university or college, but I, I'm creating program or a framework to address a style of leadership that I think the world needs to experience more of. I've also mentioned in a number of episodes uh, Raymond Rigoglioso's book, Gay Men and the New Way Forward, and the five-month group program that I attended under his direction, Gay Men of Wisdom. And Ray discusses the 14 distinct Gifts that he says are unique to gay men. He did a, uh, an analysis of of the literature, looking at gay male experience, and these are, of course, qualities and characteristics that any human being can have—male, female, or ender, or any gender identity. But it's the way in which and the propensity to which these markers, these characteristics show up that indicate the possibility of a unique perspective and insights and behaviors that on a collective observational level are are shown predominantly or primarily by gay men. Now remember, as I said, not all gay men do this. It's not universal. And it may even be a larger, more North American um, experience, but that is perhaps a discussion for another time. So, Rugo Glioso in his book has done an incredible service, I believe, to the gay male community in demonstrating how we as gay men practice this gift, gift these gifts, not just the one, but these 14 distinct gay uh, male gifts, The the qualities that each of these gifts imbue, how they affect culture, how they benefit humanity, and how taken together... They can work to create evolutionary change in the world. What I'm looking at is how to build on top of that. So here here are these gifts. Great, we understand them, but now what do we do with them? How do we actually take these and turn these into a more manifested kind of action Or orientation towards how we lead ourselves, how we lead organizations, how we lead in the workplace, how we lead as absolutely out gay men, wearing that on our sleeve, so to speak, which certainly is going to create challenge for many, but for those that are bold and daring enough to lead as out gay men then what follows is for you. Now, I'm speaking on a a document that I'm creating, which I've termed Evolving Insights into the Evolutionary Leadership Abilities of Gay Men. And it's evolving because I want input. There is no definitive, universal way of describing who we are as gay men. But as I said, we could probably collect some characteristics and say, to various degrees, I, Darren, exhibit more of this characteristic or gift than another. Or I find I'm very challenged by this gift, but I seem to really thrive in this one. And if I was to ask people outside of myself, they would probably agree and would be able to describe that unique characteristic about who I am. Now, I think that one of the most important and vital qualities in any leader is honesty. And I would add the qualifiers, transparency and vulnerability to that. I published a post last year about talking about the loneliness of leadership and a decision I had to made with, make with respect to an individual and Ah, how I guess I said things while trying to protect and hide the story which was protecting that person backfired, so I wasn't doing anything wrong, but other people didn't want to see that side of the story. they didn't want to evolve into the process they didn't want to grow an ass, they only wanted to see. The one side. They didn't want to see my side. And it was a very turning point and vital lesson that I needed to learn. That almost to sound like I'm contradicting what I just said, my honesty and vulnerability backfired. But perhaps it was the strategy I employed that is what truly backfired. I led. From honesty and vulnerability. And for that, I have no regret. And how I led myself and how I questioned my actions after the thought, as hard as those questions were to face, or the answers to those questions, rather, I knew what I did was right. But the strategy was off. And this just leads me to say that this is one of the other aspects required of a leader. To know when you're wrong or that you make a mistake, not for something you said or did, but rather for the particular qualities or um, actions you chose in that moment. And for that, there's really no failure, just misunderstandings. Because if you take ownership of what you did, if you stay vulnerable, if you stay open, if you stay in that place of being honest and explaining why you did what you did, you're still leading in, in the most, with the highest amount of integrity possible. So that's sort of like a foundation of leadership, at least the way I see it, right? It that That applies to everyone, regardless of your sexual or gender orientation. But how does this story come to my question of, is there a gay leadership or how can we lead as out gay men and what are the qualities we can use? How can we demonstrate that in an acting leadership capacity? Now, if I was to ask you specifically to think about what is leadership, or if I was to sit down in front of a group of people and say, can you tell me what is the leadership? I would get a ton of different answers. I could go up to a whiteboard and I could just bullet list tons of different things that you or that group of people might say. But I want to narrow things down to really get to the core of my idea, the idea of this evolutionary and humanitarian approach to leadership. Now, we've talked about or I've talked about sort of these core aspects, vulner- honesty, truthfulness, vulnerability, taking ownership for mistakes as necessary for necessary qualities of a great leader. I also think that the essentials of leadership are demonstrated in in two of the following ways. The first one is don't lead others directly, and the second one is give people a philosophy. So the first one, don't lead others directly, means lead by example. In other words, lead yourself with the utmost integrity and authenticity and transparency, as if everyone is always watching you, even when no one is. And the second one, give people a philosophy. Give people better ways to think and ways to think more critically. Help people think in a way for the better betterment of all of humanity in order to create a transformational and evolutionary change that impacts the world. And this is why I named my publication on Medium Think Queerly, because I'm bringing in these aspects, this playfulness of writing and queer theory and queerness as a way of thinking differently, thinking away from and outside of the status quo. How we're going to get a new philosophy is to create something that we haven't had before or to build upon disparate elements to create a new way of looking at, a new way of thinking about more critically what we're observing and how we're going to lead ourselves to take actions that are going to have a more transformative impact on the people around us. If you were to go to the local library or just go look on Amazon, you could type in or just Google top 10 leadership books. You could even type in top 10 leaders, and if you could get an interview which with each of these individuals, these top 10 individual leaders across the world, and you could ask them what's their single most important book on leadership, then you could have your, your, your <laughs> bar none, top 10 leadership books that everyone should lead about. read about leadership. Now, that could be very esoteric. It could be very philosophical. It could be very meditative, or it could be very sort of like uh, book-type teaching styles of leadership that you might learn in the classroom. And while we can choose characteristics of a great leader, what if we choose the path of influence? And for gay men, if we choose the path of influence based on these 14 distinct gay male gifts that Rugo also talks about... And, for example, some of those things are capacity for forgiveness um, friendship with women being able to sort of cross the bridge or be that gap between the masculine and the feminine and and that's another gift is the this awareness and playfulness of both the masculine and the feminine energies and identities and not having to be necessarily just on one side or the other um Many gay men exhibit the gift of service, whether that be helping others in a service-based role like a massage or coaching or personal training or healthcare. So while we can look at the qualities of what's great leadership through a lens of aspiring to leadership qualities for themselves... And including more than a single quality, so many qualities layered on top of each other to create that great leadership ability. What of leadership when a gay man understands and embraces his unique gifts and leads through those qualities, that which makes him unique and different? And not just in helping lead other gay men, but and while that might be important, all of humanity. So to break down the narrow confines of the status quo and say, you know, here I am, I'm queer, here I am, I'm gay. And what does this style of leadership look like? Or is it just the choice to more boldly manifest and make seen the embodiment of these unique gay male Gifts. Now, remember, a lot of this right now is a question. Many questions. I'm just calling it a single question, but there are so many questions because I'm seeing this as evolving insights things I'm seeing, things I'm witnessing, things I've experienced. And evolving in the sense of if I'm working with a group of individuals in a mastermind. There's not going to be a fixed outcome. There's going to be a very holistic and organic outcome that we can't predict, but we can nourish it and nurture it, and we can work on giving more warmth and tilling of the soil. Sorry to use such a pastoral metaphor— More hands in the dirt with those characteristics and qualities that are most strong in each individual and fostering the growth of those abilities to lead differently from those gifts than from standard textbook leadership styles, structures, and strategies. And this brings me to question the relationship between leadership and influence, and how does leadership and influence actually work together? And for both of them to work alone or or together in a positive, um, impactful way, their intended affect must be consciously motivated on the part of the person who is following or taking inspiration from someone who's in a leadership capacity. Otherwise, we end up witnessing what we see a lot of in the world today, negative outcomes of autocracy and and power, and we see more recruitment and persuasion than we do leadership and positive influence. Now, the negative side of things, these negative outcomes, bring us back to this original question, what is gay leadership? When leadership and influence go wrong, we tend to move towards the hyper-masculine energies of force, power, control, self-centeredness. But as not an opposing force, but a diffusing force, that almost sounds like a contradiction. If we act in a diffusing manner... And diffuse means something can pass through it. So if we're coming at something through a sort of hyper-masculine, misguided masculinity or toxic masculinity that's being very aggressive, very butting up against, forcefully pushing up against something, but if the response, not the reaction, if the response is diffuse, that allows that force to pass through... But diffuse doesn't mean nothing. Diffuse means there's going to be something that slows down or starts to dissolve that brute force. In that act of being diffuse is where we can exhibit our gay gifts, our gay leadership skills and qualities and the balance that bridge between the masculine and the feminine energies. Leadership, when it then morphs into the absolute worst examples of patriarchy and male dominance, it seeks absolute power and control above everything else. So we see Putin, we see Trump, we see Kim Jong-un, we see the leadership in Saudi Arabia. These men want absolute authoritarian control and they will do whatever it takes to either off those who oppose them or to give whatever their supporters want so that they can maintain their grip on power. Anyone acting like a supreme leader dictates, orders, and decrees. Individual expression is limited or controlled The freedom to express as the other is suppressed. And there exists then no gap to be different, to be a little bit of this and a little bit of that, no bridge to cross, just a rigidly enforced binary in all things. You're either male, female, you're masculine or feminine, and you've got to be on the right side of each of those binaries. And that's what makes the energy toxic, because it's spread is poisonous, and it's the opposite of influence. And it's also toxic, because too far to one side creates a massive imbalance. If we just use the example of a teeter-totter, if you put everything on one side of the teeter-totter, it is not balanced. The other end is stuck up in the air. So this is the shadow side of leadership, the dark side. At at the time of me recording this, near the very end of February, the, the shadow side of leadership is showing up primarily as what's been termed lately toxic masculinity. And we can also call it misguided masculinity. And this is in no way claiming that women or other non-cis male genders can't lead in a way that's out of alignment with the two core essentials of evolutionary humanitarian leadership that I explained earlier. It's useful to describe misguided masculine energy going so far to one side of the spectrum that it becomes a bundle of toxic behaviors because at its worst misguided and toxic masculine energy polarizes people and these behaviors they seek to exclude anyone classified as the other anyone who is not part of a rigid binary expression of the hegemonic patriarchal social structure the status quo unique sexual and gender identities are then considered off limits and any freedom of expression is seen as a challenge or threat to one's dominance And the case in point is Donald Trump. And at this level, the negative energy of this misguided and toxic behavior seeks to recruit instead of lead. And recruitment on some levels may have benefit, but recruitment at this level of misguided masculinity and power grabbing is a toxic form of leadership. When the goal of recruitment is to increase one's base of followers, to get more power and the goal is just to indoctrinate and incite hatred or anger or uh, other forms of force, you don't have ethical or humanitarian leadership. You have a despot, you have a dictator or a zealot. And the big challenge I see with all of this is that what you don't support challenges my support of you. And that's The thought I'm going to leave you with here, if someone doesn't support you at an ability to exist as a human being, free to make choices that serve you to exist on whatever level of gender and sexual expression, it's very challenging for us to then support that person in their belief. That we are somehow wrong or a sinner or not a member of the status quo and that is the bigger challenge that I'm seeking to address to be able to change hearts and minds those individuals that don't support me how can we go about doing that As always, live out and live proud.